When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. On Inside Black and Gold, and I probably probably won't surprise you that Saints fans are not thrilled with a 24-17 win over the Bears. And, you know, there's a lot of this. There's a lot of this. Red T here. With as many turnovers as we had, we should have dropped 40 to 50. I now, 40 to 50, maybe. I, I don't think so. But, but you should have been in 40. the 30s. No question. You should have been over 30. You should have had probably 30, 31, maybe 34 with a field goal. But at the end of the day, it's it's like it's I don't know, like you're winning that game. You're not you're not behind by eight points. You're ahead by seven points. So you're going to play in a certain way, you know, like. You can't complain about not kicking the field goal on fourth and inches if you're also complaining that the offense isn't putting enough points up. Because that's that's the type... Like I like that call. I didn't like the call where you punted. But at the same time, it's like people are also going to say, there's Wayne Anderson. It's a good thing they played a subpar team. Had they played a good team, they would have lost in spite of five turnovers. That would have been laughable. But you can only play one team at a time. <laughs> it doesn't matter what other teams would have done in that exact scenario. It would be a different game. <laughs> that's that's such a dumb thing. You can only play the team you played. The transitive property does not work. We have seen it. It's not a thing in the NFL, right? <laughs> Otherwise, you know, you, you, you see some crazy results in the NFL. The frustration is um, real, though. You, I mean, I get it. I mean, I understand you, you should have blown this team out the water. I understand it. But like, unless you're gambling on the result, it doesn't really <laughs> matter. And I think you did see the offense move the ball. I think, sure, you would have liked to see them be more dynamic, but I don't know. I, I guess I, I, I don't know. It's just like it's it's splitting hairs at a certain point to say like, yeah, okay, well, they should have done this. They should have done that. They won the game. So that, uh, yeah, that's that's the ultimate positive spin of it. We're, they won the game. We're streaking, baby. We've won two in a row. And oh, guess what? Everyone else lost, and somehow little old New Orleans is atop the division. 
Yeah, all three other team, uh, the, all three of the other NFC South teams lost, and they, you know, it, it's like, yeah, and I get it. You want to see, we want to see the high flying offense every week. The Bears, it's solid. It's not great, but it's also not bad. And I think if you had needed to, you would have probably seen the offense open things up a little bit. But you know, I again, my biggest issue is they didn't run the ball. I would have liked to see them run the ball. I don't really care how many points they put up. I want to see time of possession. Uh, I want to see them churning out first downs, and that's what they were unable to do, and that's frustrating to me because I think the run game had gotten going the last few weeks, and you just weren't able to get to it today for whatever reason. So I, I want to look back on tape and see why that was. Who was failing in the run game? Because you got to get better in that regard. But you know, I, I think it, you know I wouldn't be surprised if you look back and you're like, man, James Hurst probably should have been Max Garcia. <laughs> Not, for you, what, what's more aggravating, being plus five in the amount of points or the 100 yards rushing in the first half you gave up? Oh, 100 yards rushing easily. Because, you know, when, when the when the turnovers, that's a plus. You know, like, I think there was a stat that someone pointed out that, like, every Saints offensive snap in the fourth quarter was on the Bears' side of the field, which is crazy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I don't think the Bears ever crossed midfield in the fourth quarter, and I don't think the Saints ever started on their side of the field because <laughs> of all the turnovers, um, which is oh, really man. kind of wild. I'd have to go back and double-check that, but I it, whether it's exactly true or not, it was pretty close. Like, the right. entire fourth quarter was pretty much played on one side of the field. And, you know, you it's like, sure, you want to make a field goal, you want to convert on that fourth and one. At the end of the day, you were in control of that game so you're calling it in a certain way. I, 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 I don't know. You know, Mike Thomas, one target, zero catches. That shouldn't happen. I, I get it, though, that those days will happen once in a while kind of deal. Someone gets left out. If they're taking him away, that's one thing. And I, and I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's tough. Right. to. You'd have to go back and look to see how they were double teaming him and, and whatnot. There's opportunities to get the ball to Mike throughout the course of a game that he probably didn't take advantage of. I'd like to get him engaged. Although, you know, I was talking to Tyler about this, you know, and I think Mike said, made a comment at one point, which was like, I really want to get Mike involved earlier. He might, you know, I want to get him engaged early. And I actually think it's not true in terms of, I want to get Chris involved early. I feel like Chris is one of the players. And there's wide receivers like this. It's like, you want to get him involved early because that'll keep him engaged, right? You want to get his juices flowing. A guy like Mike He's going to be there regardless. You don't necessarily have to get him involved. He's like Zen in one mode. Exactly. Exactly. He, he's there. He's always there. So I actually don't think you need to force the ball to him early to make sure you get peak Mike Thomas. I think you should try to do that for Chris. Um, either way, you can't forget about him. You got to use him. Uh, and I just, you know, I, I think the passing part of the game plan Hey, there was some there was some weak spots. I don't I don't know if this game was tech necessarily called as effectively as you'd like it to be. That right. said, you put up twenty four points, you won the game. That's the thing. This offense we we still haven't uncapped it. I think that's the biggest takeaway from the last two games. Honestly, Jeff, is that we're everyone's left wanting more, including the Saints. Obviously, yeah, I agree with that. Trav five hundred four says Blake Groupie is Boomhauer from King of the Hill, and I can see it. I don't know, you know who show. that is. I know, you know of the Boomhauer? show. I just don't know the show. You know who Boomhauer is? Oh, no. <laughs> anyway. 
He does kind of look like him. But St. John Butler with a, with another Blake group, he says, at what point do we bring in some kickers to challenge Groupie for his roster spot? I, I don't know if challenge is the right word. It's not like you're going to have him go out there and like go kick for kick with the guy. I, I mean, I don't think it happens this well, week. We know he's got the leg, right? That That's not the issue. It's like when, yeah. when it comes down to the crunch time, when the lights are bright, can you make it? <laughs> I think you're going out to Minnesota. You're not bringing in a kicker this week. And you'd like to see him bounce back. Right. I'd like to see him make a couple kicks. I'd like I'd like to see if this situation comes up again. He makes it, you know, and and, and then you go into the bye and you, you're you feeling a little more confident about it. If you go out to Minnesota and he continues to struggle, then I think that's a bye week activity. I think, you know, well, you got you got basically two weeks and yeah, you start to make some calls and see who's available. Maybe a Robbie Gold. But I don't think you're there yet. Um, as frustrating as it's been. You know, he did make a 55 yarder in this game. It's not like, you know, like there's a there's a point at which you have to make a change. And you're like, man, we cannot afford to have this continue. You have a guy make a 55 yarder in a game that kind of evens it out a little bit. Right. So, you know, the guy from the, you know, like you look at the kickers that like Justin Tucker's having a bad year. Are they going to cut Justin Tucker? No. Um, you know, Cairo Santos makes the kick this week. Are they going to cut Cairo Santos? Either way, the point is like guys miss kicks. You're not going to make every kick. So it's just a matter of like, can you get more consistent? Can you figure out what's going wrong? What went wrong on that kick? Can it be fixed? And I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't think you're bringing in, you're not doing that midweek. Let's put it that way. Like you're giving him a chance. And if his head's in the right place and you feel good about it, you're going to keep going to him. But it's just frustrating because you can, you can see in clear scenarios where this is going to cost you down the road. Um, That said, it's not any more inconsistent than you've seen the last two years, right? <laughs> you know, last year with Lutz, you dealt with the same shit. Two years ago, it was worse. Oh. Do you remember the, the revolving door of Brett Maher and Aldrich Rosas and Cody Parkey? Oh, there was another guy with a generic name, Greg Joseph, I think. Isn't Maher somewhere or he got cut again? He was in Denver. I mean, I think he's, That's he's, right. he's okay. everywhere. I feel like every right, right. week I see Brett Maher showing up on a different roster. Um, the eternal yeah. nomad, right? Like it's like I, I think it's easy to forget just how bleak it was in 2021. With with you know, like Cody Parkey showed up, missed two extra points, and then got basically got cut at halftime. Uh, I just looked down. Did. Lehman Park chimed in saying he, they're trying out Monday. What? Lehman Park says I'm trying out Monday. Oh yeah, well yeah, he's Lehman Park is a is a is a car hater. Uh, I already we know about him. He's always going to be here making mean, mean comments. He says five turnovers and we barely won at home with a $150 million QB, a defensive specialist head coach and an offensive coordinator has been coaching for 40 years. None of those numbers matter. That is correct though. I guess, but you won the game. That's the part that it's like barely won. I mean, that this is what one of those few. It's crazy. I know we saw, we heard it from De- Dennis Allen. This is one of those wins where people are more pissed off than happy. But at the same time, what does barely one mean? Right? Like, what do you mean barely one? Barely. Right? I mean, like, uh, they won uh, with the ball. <laughs> the Bears didn't get on the same side of the field in the fourth quarter. I mean, they pretty well handled that game. It ended the way, you know, like, the way it ended was the way it should have gone from the beginning. They didn't barely win that game. It's not like they eked it out by the skin of their teeth. If they had come back and beaten the Packers, that would have been barely winning. 
because like the Packers came back and took the lead and they had to come back. Like the Bears, until the Bears actually showed that they could score, they didn't, they weren't, they weren't a threat in that game. So I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's like, it's like, what are you pointing to? It's like, oh, 150 million. What does that matter? What does that have to do with anything? This is a guy who's, he said three consecutive 300 yard passing games. <laughs> and, they, and they want, I just don't understand the criticism there. For me, it was the fact that I, I thought it should have been going in. I expected an easy victory for this team to able to handle the Bears. They looked like a team that was accomplishing that with all the takeaways, and then they weren't able to finish and made me sweat it out to the end. And no, I wasn't comfortable ever where I thought, oh, man, they, they've got this. At any moment, I was like, oh, man, the Bears are going to do something stupid here, and the Saints are going to end up, you know – making the the mistake that ends up letting them take the lead kind of thing. And it, it was a little too close for comfort. It was the ugly victory. Yeah. A win's a win and I will take it. I will gladly enjoy my victory Monday, but uh, I, I totally get it from the fans. And like I said, head coach Dennis Allen being all pissed off. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm more than happy to criticize the defense and say like, man, that's, that can't continue. You cannot continue to allow mobile quarterbacks to get away from you. From an offensive perspective, you did you did what you needed to do, right? You were efficient in the red zone. You moved the ball, but the run, you, the I mean, run game I could have helped. The run game could have helped solidify things. Yeah, the run more. game was a problem, but at the same <laughs> yeah. time, it's like yeah, you make that field goal, you're up by ten, you pretty much ice the game right there. No, for sure. I, I I and then you force a turnover immediately. Like I don't know. I don't th- I don't consider that barely winning, but hey, maybe I'm a. Maybe I'm an optimist. I, I did watch. You're a homer. I've watched. I have watched. I think it's more about. I have watched so much ugly football this year, not involving the Saints. Like, like there's a lot of bad offensive football teams out there. So I don't know. When I see a team put up 24 points and probably, yeah, they left some points on the board. They left some points on the field. But at the same time, you didn't need those points. So I, I, I don't know. Like, I watch teams flail about week after week after week. And then I. And then I'm just like, yeah, they he's like they did what they needed to do to win. I, I don't know. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and cry about it. Uh, I'm more worried about like, hey, how can you continue to win games, get better? Um, here's a here's one from Omar. The kicking problem, the kicking kicker is a problem, including Olivia. Thank you for the for the tip. Um, he meant he meant a lot. He meant uh, I don't know what he Olave. meant. He said, but the kicking is a problem. The kicking is a problem, including Olivia. I don't know what that means. <laughs> hmm. I think maybe he's trying to say Alave, but that doesn't make sense. Uh, anyway, I, don't I appreciate know. Did, the did, comment. Did, he live, did Olivia Dunn show up at the game and distract him? Maybe that, that would explain a lot, actually. There you go. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, all right, let's get to some more questions here. Bryant George, pass rush needs to get better. I, I agree. I think the pass rush has been an issue. Um, Isaiah Foskey went out early in this game, which I was disappointed yeah, right. in because I think that, you know, as you go in the season, the goal is to get him more and more snaps. He had 10 snaps against the Colts. I think he showed well. I think he was probably in line 
for another 10 to 15 snaps today, especially like situational pass rusher snaps. And one thing that that Isaiah Foskey and people are like, oh, Foskey doesn't do anything. Well, one thing that Foskey is able to do is he's athletic and he's versatile and he can kind of range about a little better than some of these other guys. And I think that's that's why you brought him in. And it's frustrating to see him go down. I think he got hurt. He had a thigh issue that I'm pretty sure happened on the opening kickoff, which <laughs> it's frustrating. Um, so you didn't really see him. But I, I agree. You got to find something in the pass rush. And I think, you know, you, you expect to get Peyton Turner back at some point. So, you know, I don't know. People aren't going to be excited about that either. But, you know, I, I do think you have some bodies there that you can try to do some interesting things with. Yeah, he wasn't put on season ending IR, right? There's no such thing as season ending IR. So you can just be – you don't have to differentiate between the two when you first put the player on? If you go on IR in the preseason, that's season ending. You cannot come back. If you go okay. on IR during the regular season, anyone is eligible to come back. You don't have to designate them to return, but there's no such thing as season ending IR versus non-season ending IR, if that makes sense. Yeah, because, I mean, it was week one that Turner went down, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I haven't heard. So it's really not him. a. It's not a. It's not a weak thing. It's just when is he ready to come back? Which you know, no, the list rank you. injury. I think when Trevor. So Trevor went down with his last year in the final week of the preseason. So that's two weeks prior to week one. So if you bump that out, Trevor came back. He was back on the field week twelve. So I think probably week fourteen would be maybe week thirteen would be the All right. target. All right. So I mean you're getting you're getting close and maybe he's a guy who can help bolster some things uh, later in the year but you know it's tough he's you, you haven't been able to stay in shape probably and you know I, I don't know like I think Foskey's a guy that I'd like to see get more run and maybe that'll help uh, spur things a little bit. Mister O Universe says Saints got another possible running QB in Minnesota. Yeah, I, I I didn't get a chance to watch a second of that game with Josh Dobbs. It was Jaron Hall actually started then got right. hurt. Josh Dobbs took over. And apparently played pretty well. So, I don't know. Maybe the Saints got something. I, I think more of it is like your guy shows up and you just don't know what he's going to do. And that's frustrating. And I think we talked about this prior to the to the game. It's I think that's a factor in why the Saints are struggling. They're facing all these quarterbacks that they can't prepare for. I mean, they can prepare for them to some extent, but they there's not a lot of tape. And so they're going to do some things that you're not expecting. And I think that probably caught the Falcons this week because they just were not prepared for what Josh Dobbs was going to do. And they weren't prepared for what Jaron Hall was going to do either, for that matter. Um, but the Saints are going to be in that same boat next week. Yeah, it's – I mean, obviously, Dobbs was a guy coming in, having made some starts this year with Arizona. But, man, just showing up and, and being able to do that is mighty impressive. And everyone always is touting the guy's brain. So maybe that helps him digest the playbook a lot quicker. Yeah, he's like an aerospace engineer. Right. <laughs> Saints for life. Everybody's running on the Saints. Go look at the last four-plus games. People are gashing the DL. Uh, they have not stopped the run very well the last few games. I will say that uh, I think against the Jaguars, they actually did stop the run pretty well. I don't think ETN got off much, but because uh, Trevor Lawrence was their leading rusher, so I don't think they got gashed in that game per se. But ETN did have one nice run for a touchdown. They haven't stopped the run as well. And, and I think, so it's not, like those two things are not independent of each other. The the struggles containing quarterback versus the struggles stopping yeah. the run. Because when you're struggling to contain the quarterback and you have to adjust, you can't just fire off the line 
because you have to, you know, contain. And so I, you know, those two things work hand in hand when, when the other team is able to get the, the quarterback out and run the ball with the quarterback and, and force you to adjust that way, it makes it a little easier, makes life easier on the running back in the, in between the tackles. So no, it's, that's it's been what, an issue. Yeah. That's something with the, like you said, the run defense to me, really, obviously last season was the start of everything before that they, I thought that the unit was, you know, pretty proficient and stout against the run and known you know, for their run defense. And just like last year, things fell apart and it has sadly continued into this year. I thought the changes maybe they'd make up front would help. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. Big Mill says Saints defense looked like LSU defense in the first half. Couldn't stop anything. And I disagree with that because the the LSU defense, it's just chunk play, chunk play, chunk play, touchdown, chunk play, chunk play, chunk play, touchdown. Like the Saints have at least forced teams to execute underneath. And that's kind of what you're seeing is they're not allowing big plays over the top. Did you see any chunk plays in this game, really? No, it was all catch and run. It was crossers. And those are frustrating because, you know, if you can't get pressure and you allow them to get across the field, it's really tough to, you know, like you're you're, you're playing a lot of man. So when they're crossing, you're like, okay, is Paul Sandibo going to run all the way across the field to cover this guy? That's really tough. These are fast receivers. The receivers are typically faster than the corners. Uh, so that's, you know, the, the few have to chase after a guy long enough, he's going to gain ground. So, I mean, I think that's part of it is you're trying to keep everything underneath. You're not allowing plays over the top and they're just getting first downs and, and marching downfield. And over time you expect, okay, well, they're not going to be able to do that. That's kind of how NFL defenses are operating in the modern age of, of football is, you know, forcing teams to execute. How many times can you execute a 10-plus play drive without screwing up, without fumbling, without throwing an interception, right? Without, you know, a a holding penalty or a big sack that kind of gets you off schedule. And, you know, the Bears were able to do that in the first half. They weren't able to do that in the second half. I think that's the difference. Yeah, and unfortunately, there were times, though, that Bajan ended up looking like Milrow running around. He did look. He looked better than I expected. Um, yeah, way way better than I expected. Came down to earth in the second half, but he made yeah. some plays. He made some plays in that first half. I was impressed with, and that's kind of what we what we heard about from uh, uh, Chris Emma when we talked to him in the pregame. Was like, right? Uh, you know, he he understands how to play quarterback. He looks like a quarterback out there. He makes good reads. He makes good decisions. The arm talent is not what you would hope for for an NFL starter. And I, you know, with Compton to Taylor Heineke, I think he looked a lot like Taylor Heineke out there. You know, it played very similarly in the sense that it's like he makes he makes the right reads. I just don't know if he can make all the throws. And my new least favorite NFL word that everyone seems to love to use now is moxie. He's got moxie. God, how many times are we going to hear about quarterbacks the fans are facing with moxie? He's got moxie. It's basically just saying, okay, well, he's not very good, but he's going to try hard. <laughs> right. He's a try hard. Right, 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 right. Uh, Lehman Park says he likes me. I appreciate that. It's because I it's because I make fun of him. Poke somebody to, to get him to like him. Ron Volus. Ron Volus says Bears rolled over the Saints. I think he got it backwards, but whatever. Easy victories don't happen that often. You're underestimating the Bears. And yeah, I mean, I don't know if you're underestimating the Bears, but I do think that you're underestimating the idea that these that an NFL team is not going to show up and put up a fight. Like, like that's the yeah. biggest difference. Like, and I, and I say this a lot, like when you look at college versus the NFL, 
there are going to be games in college where if this team does not win by 40, if LSU doesn't go and face Army and win by 40, then that is a disappointment for them. In the NFL, that doesn't exist. The baseline is so much higher that like the, the competition level, the parity is so close that it's like, yeah, you got to go out there and execute and you got to play a top level or you will lose, right? Like this Bears team beat up on the on the Raiders a few weeks back. The Raiders just went and beat up on the Giants, right? <laughs> the Giants beat up on the the Giants beat the Cardinals, the Cardinals beat the Cowboys. Like it's weird stuff happens. The pa- Oh, here, here's a better one. The Saints went out and shut out the Patriots 34 to nothing. Same stadium. The Patriots beat the Bills like 3 weeks later. Like the, or 2 the weeks. The Jets later. beat the Eagles. The Jets beat the Eagles. And then like they they had the punt competition against the Giants last week. Like <laughs> it's not as simple as saying this team's better than this team, so this team didn't win by enough, so they suck. I don't know. There's no, there's no, there's no AP rankings. You know, it's not a committee. It's just records and who's got the better one. And right now, like we said earlier, NFC South, number one, baby. Number one. <laughs> so, so ugly. So ugly. I'll take it. I, I like happy podcasts. Says, I appreciate this channel so I can let some steam out. I, I appreciate it too. I just give you a hard time. I just like to, if I didn't have people to complain about, what would I talk about? Right? <laughs> Uh anyway. So here's here's one la- one one last one. Charles Hudson. The NFL has it set so that teams are afraid to hit the QB. NCAA is the same. Unless you're Alabama, because I don't know what targeting is anymore because I saw targeting and it wasn't called. Not that it wouldn't have changed the result, but man, that was the worst. I mean, it's like what's the point of targeting if that's not the call? Anyway, the NFL, I agree that the I think one of the reasons Tyson Bajan was able to reach out and get that first down is because Marcus May was afraid to hit him. It's the second time this season Marcus May has appeared afraid to hit a quarterback as he ran down the field. He did the Correct. same thing against Bryce Young, and he just kind of like Olaid in the middle of the field. And, you know, Marcus, like, like again, I said this in the first segment, I think Marcus May, you're going to have to start to look at Jordan Howden and say, is he the better option? And I don't think you're there yet, but I, I just, I don't, I'm not a fan of how Marcus plays in space. We, in coverage, I think he's fine. When he's kind of in zone, or he's seeing, kind of. I was sorry, you may end up seeing Howden getting more and more snaps. If you know that that decline, like you say, you keep you're seeing there w- with May. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anything was spectacular either from him, except for the interception. Obviously, I think he covers pretty well. <laughs> I just don't know if he plays angles particularly well. I think he gets lost in space at times. Uh, and that's not what you want to like. That's not what you expect to say at, about a veteran safety. So I, I don't know. Like, like again, like I don't think the back end of this defense has been a problem. Like I think they've done a good job of taking away big plays. And the issue has been coming up and tackling when teams go short. Cause that's what you saw. I mean, Cole Komet, Cole Komet was the problem in this game, right? When, when this, when the bears got things going offensively, it was Cole freaking Komet. He caught that first touchdown pass through Tyron Matthew. Yes. <laughs> like, like Tyron was there. Tyron was like, I got it. I'm going to make an interception. And Cole literally just bowls through him. And oh, man. I also thought Alante Taylor could have had an interception, but he got it. Like, I think it was DJ Moore, maybe Darnell Mooney, just like grabbed his arm and pulled him. Like, are you going to call that? Like, what's going on? Anyway, that's all I got. I don't have anything else. What do you got? No, it's just. Uh... 
overall a little too much sweat for uh, an opponent that you know you thought you a lot everybody even Vegas for eight and a half point spread that it ended up moving up to would easily handle but yeah a win is a win is a win we'll take it hallelujah five and four feels better than four and four and six or four and five sorry you can't lose two kind of reminds me of the game in in 2021 when they went up to New York and beat the Jets with Zach Wilson and everyone was like man that guy sucks I remember tweeting after that, being like, man, Jack Wilson's a lot worse than I thought he was. <laughs> I think we've kind of, I think everyone's kind of caught up with that take. I, um, I guess we got to, we got to just ride it out the the wave of winning now and just hope for three in a row. And uh, the, Minnesota is one of those teams too. I know that gets in, you know, who that's heads because of the postseason demises we've had against them. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's Kirk Cousins, Case Keenum, Sam Bradford, I think, was the quarterback when they lost to him in 2018. Uh, Remember, they started 0-2. I think Sam Bradford was the Vikings quarterback for that game. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's it's one of those things. It's like, if you you win this game, you're, you're on a two-game winning streak. If you can go out and beat Minnesota, get on a roll, go on the bye, and then come back, and all of a sudden, it's like, no one's going to be thinking about, man, we should have beat the Bears by more. You're thinking, man, we're on a three-game winning streak. We're in control of the NFC South. Let's yeah. freaking go. And and I frankly am just like, the, like I, we talked about this in the pregame show. This is the time of year where in the past two seasons, you have let way too many games get away, right? And that's and you come down to the end of the season, you're like, well, this is why we didn't make the playoffs because we couldn't close out a game against the Giants because we couldn't, you know, close out a win against the Falcons because we couldn't do this because we couldn't do that. Well, you're not thinking about that after a win, right? You're thinking about that after a loss. And so I look at it as, okay, you found a way to win. Good teams find ways to win. You're not going to always win pretty. And I don't know if it's a good team, but it's getting better. And so we'll see. But that's it. Uh, anyway, Steve, I appreciate you hanging out. Uh, Steve's had a long day. We've both had long days, but Steve's had a exactly. long day. Same difference. He's but Steve's had to wrangle Bobby A. Bear all day. I've kind of just had to wrangle my own thoughts in my brain. So it's a little. <laughs> and I'd like to think that's a little easier. But all right, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks Steve for coming on here. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Gell. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. Uh, give us a rating. Give us a review. We will be coming back with a new episode that posts on Wednesday. Uh, it's a little different this week. We, we just on the schedule that we'd love to have every week. It just doesn't always work out. So as always, everyone appreciate you being in here. Thanks everyone for leaving a comment. Saints five and four, 24, 17 victory over the hapless bears next week, Minnesota. I'm excited about it. I've never been to Minnesota, so I'm excited to take the trip. Anyway, who that go saints down with skull. Skull down. All right, y'all. Be easy. Peace.